Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how tight calves are related to metatarsal stress fractures. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Well, this episode comes from a question from one of the YouTube viewers of the Doc on the Run YouTube channel who wanted to know uh, what it means when calf muscles are tight and you have metatarsal stress fractures. He wrote in and said, hey, Doc, I meant to inquire about stress fractures in the metatarsal joints and how you can tell. I have a friend who's experienced a stress fracture, and he says his calves seem to tighten up when the pain developed. So the question here is whether or not those things are really related. And most of the time when you get one injury that starts with one thing, even if you don't really consider it an overtraining injury, it can turn into a secondary problem. And this happens a lot from what we call compensation. So compensation is just the medical term for limping or walking differently in some way that will spread out the, the forces and take stress and strain and pain away from that one injured piece of tissue. So let's take the example of a metatarsal stress fracture. If you get a metatarsal stress fracture and it hurts, whether it's a second metatarsal stress fracture or a fifth metatarsal stress fracture, you're going to try to do something to shift pressures away from that structure. If it's your second metatarsal stress fracture, well, the second metatarsal is longer in, in a lot of people. And since it's longer, you basically have to lift the forefoot and the toes up off of the ground to keep it from being aggravated and irritated. When you do that, that causes increased tightness in the Achilles tendon and walking around in a way that you're holding your forefoot up off the ground, adding additional tightness or tension to the Achilles tendon and the calf muscle, well, it can cause irritation, stress, and strain in the calf muscle, and then it can start to tighten up and kind of lock up a little bit just as a reflex to sort of fight that tension. And if you have tight Achilles tendons, if you have a, a tight calf muscle to begin with, and then because it's tighter, it's actually pulling down harder. And when you walk, because of that additional tension, and it creates additional force under the ball of the foot, well, then that can actually lead to a stress reaction, a stress response, or a stress fracture in one of the metatarsal bones. So another way this can actually happen is that if you have a tight Achilles tendon, it actually can cause your foot to pronate a little bit more. And that additional pronation makes the forefoot more unstable, sort of pushes the first metatarsal bone, allows it to drift out of the way and then those forces that should be taken up by the first metal metatarsal bone at the base of your big toe, they get shifted to the next metatarsal, which is the second metatarsal. And so in that way, a tight Achilles tendon can also shift forces from one metatarsal to another that can lead to additional stress that exceeds your sort of threshold to repair that metatarsal as it gets beaten up during your runs. And then you do your next workout and you get a stress fracture. So either way, it can happen. Either you have a tight Achilles tendons or a tight calf muscle that leads to additional pressure in the metatarsal and contributes to you developing a stress fracture, or you can have a stress fracture in one of the metatarsal bones, and then all of that attempt that you're subconsciously doing to remove pressure, reduce pressure to that injured, aching metatarsal bone, well, it increases stress and strain on the gastroc 
complex or the calf muscle and it causes the Achilles tendon to become tighter. And then reactively, you start getting additional tightness in the calf muscle. It can go either way, but that's a great question. Thanks so much for sending it in. If you have a, a tight Achilles tendon, you know, you should probably do something about that. If you have metatarsal stress fractures and you know that you have tight calf muscles on both sides, then the chances are really good that the tightness in the calf muscle in the Achilles tendon is actually contributing to all the forces in the forefoot that put you at risk of stress fractures. So if you do all of the stuff that I show you to do in the metatarsal stress fracture course, and you reduce the stress and strain to that metatarsal so you can keep training, maintain your running fitness, and then get back to running sooner, but you don't do anything to address that original deforming, injuring force basically from all the tightness in the calf muscle and the Achilles tendon, and you don't do anything to shift your running form, then you're going to be at risk of getting another one later. So it's really important to consider that as well. So if you have a metatarsal stress fracture, you should probably check out the metatarsal stress fracture course for runners. If you have a tight Achilles tendons and you have calf, calf tightness and you've got issues with your calf muscle and your Achilles tendon, maybe the Achilles tendon course would be helpful for you. But you just have to think about what's really causing these things. What really is causing the stress and strain? And if you want to maintain your running fitness and keep running, you have to think about what you can do to reduce the stress and the strain on the injured tissue so you can get back to running as quickly as possible. If you got a metatarsal stress fracture, you're probably really bummed out right now. Your doctor probably told you you need to rest. Your doctor probably told you you need to stop running. How do I know? Because I lecture all over the world teaching doctors about how to keep injured runners running. And when I teach doctors about metatarsal stress fractures, they tell me the number one way they start their treatment plan is to tell you to stop running. And when you get a metatarsal stress fracture, the worst thing you can do as a runner is to completely stop training. As a runner, you can't afford to take two or three months off running. As a runner, you can't afford to spend six weeks in a fracture walking boot. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to. You can heal your metatarsal stress fracture. You can keep running. This course is gonna show you how. So if you're a runner and you've been diagnosed with a metatarsal stress fracture and you wanna figure out what you really need to do to heal as quickly as possible, this course is gonna show you all the strategies I use with elite runners for rapid healing of stress fractures. Now, if you're a runner and you need permission to run, this course is gonna help you figure out how you can keep running and still heal your metatarsal stress fracture. So don't sit around watching your fitness wither away for six weeks waiting to heal. Sign up for the Metatarsal Stress Fracture Rapid Recovery Course for runners today and get back on track.